Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, I do have a couple things to say. Uh, first off, uh, if you all know Fred back in the tech booth, it is Fred's birthday today. So uh, give Fred a round of applause here. And on three, we're all going to say happy birthday, Fred. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Fred. Thank you for everything you do for uh, Journey Church. Uh, We're so glad to call you friend and family. Uh, Thanks for everything you do, Fred. All right, let's get into a couple things. Uh, We really do believe that we are better together, and uh, we encourage you to get into a small group if you're not in one already. Uh, The Zoom group is wrapping up their study this week, and they're starting a new study uh, October 10th, uh, Tuesdays at 730. I've got the book right here. It's called The End of Me. Uh, It's by Kyle Eidelman, talking about letting go of ourselves and uh, clinging to Jesus more and becoming more like him. Uh, I believe it's an eight- or nine-week study. They'll be in this starting October 10th. If you have any questions about that, you can see Justin right over here. Uh, He is the leader of our Zoom group. Uh, See him for any questions. All right, uh, let's get into some of our dates to know. They're in the bulletin if you'd like to follow along with me. Uh, We'll throw the first graphic up there real quick. Uh, We are once again partnering with our local food pantry. Uh, They have asked us to help with cereal boxes again. Uh, Some of you brought them in this morning right over here uh, on the left of the stage, or my left at least, in this black tub right here. If you would like to bring in some cereal, uh, we will be taking these next week. So we're taking up this week and next weekend, and then we'll bring them to the food pantry uh, that week after. You can bring in boxes of cereal to just donate and leave them right there. We're in here every day of the week, 8.30 to 5.30 if you want to bring them in. If you're out running errands and you'd like to stop by and bring some cereal, or if you would happen to forget during your shopping, or maybe you just didn't have some time to do it, you can also give cash and check to the Tide Jug here on stage, and everything given for the next two weekends is going to go to the food pantry in a check. So if you'd like to do that, uh, that would uh, help them with some cereal, because cost of everything is high right now. Boxes of cereal were, you know, two, maybe three dollars at most. Now they're five, six, seven dollars a box, and uh, they need some help. Say help. So let's help them help our community. So if you could bring in some boxes of cereal right over here, that would be awesome. And then let's talk about our annual picnic. And it just so happens that it happens on a fifth Sunday, Sunday, October 29th. If you want to stick around after service, uh, we're going to be having some fried chicken and rolls and drinks provided by the church. But as any potluck, we're asking you to bring two things. If your last name begins with A through L, uh, we encourage you to bring a side. If your last name begins with M through Z, we encourage you to bring a dessert. Uh, So these annual picnics are a little different. Uh, Journey celebrated 16 years this year, 16-year birthday. And so this is kind of... Kind of a birthday party for Journey, honestly, uh, but it's, it's more than just a potluck like we come and have fellowship and eat. It's more than that. We're going to go around the room and share some stories about who we are as a church, how each of us got here, and it's a really great time, a really great afternoon, uh, Sunday, October 29th. So if you can stick around uh, that day uh, for us and bring some sides and desserts, uh, that would be awesome. So we're in a series called Forward Thinking in the book of Ephesians. So if you got your Bible, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 3. We're talking about getting energized today and talking about God's mighty power. Let's go ahead and get started.
Hey guys, welcome. I really am energized. I've probably had too much caffeine. I apologize. I'm going to do my best to uh, try to settle down a bit. And the guys in the tech booth, they're going to put this kind of uh, coach's box. They're going to put tape on the floor. You can't go past that because they can't find me. Sometimes the screen goes blank. They're like, where did he go? They've, they've lost me online. So I'm trying to settle down, but I'm no promises. I really am excited to talk to you. Connie and I just got back from Nashville. We spent three days in Nashville, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at Opera Land Hotel. What a place, amazing place, big place, like going to Disneyland. There's so many cars, so many places, so many people. We listened for three days to uh, over a dozen different speakers, worship twice a day. Uh, really, God is up to something exciting in the world, and it's not just small or big, it's everywhere. There really is something going on that God is doing that's quite exciting. I want to talk and share a bit about that. Uh, but I want to first of all start with a couple of pictures, actually three pictures. Because I want to tell you that people are just people. And in a lot of ways, we're all like cars. Look at this one. That's a uh, Tesla plugged in right beside my car uh, in Nashville. And... Uh, you can start with about 45,000 is the bottom end of the Tesla. It goes all the way to about 90,000, an electric vehicle. And uh, probably if parking spaces had about 200 parking spaces, but there was only four charging posts for these very, very expensive cars. Let's look at the next one. That one you've probably never seen. That's a Rivian. You might not have even heard of it. That's a $115,000 car. Uh, that's not the highest one. These, that's an SUV. That's $115,000. And that's a home charging station. That's another $3,000 to plug it in at your garage. $118,000 high-end exclusive kind of car. You don't have one, I know. Neither do I. Here's probably what you got. Let's look at the next one. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> you got some kind of woody panel gas guzzler V8 that can't make its way past the next gas station about eight miles a gallon. That's probably what we've got. We've all got to drive something. We all need transportation. And whether you're on the high end or the low end, whether you're someone who uh, is kind of a high maintenance, very expensive vehicle like all electric vehicle, or whether you're at the bottom end of... Uh, you know, the food chain, and you've got to drive some beat-up kind of thing that hardly makes it past the gas station, cost you every nickel you got in your pocket to keep it rolling. you got to have some kind of energy and power, whether you're on the top end or the bottom end. If you run out of fuel, even if you're the high end and your electric charge disappears, and it's really those, those EV vehicles right now, they only got a capacity of a couple hundred miles, and uh if you don't find another charging station pretty quick, it might be a $118,000 vehicle, but you're not going to move. You're going to sit in your car until somebody comes and hauls you away. So we need some kind of energy source. Say energy, we need a power source, and people are the same. So whether you came in here with a whole lot of baggage and you feel like you're kind of beat up and banged up and you might relate more to the gas hog the Jeep Wagoneer, and some kind of pampered chef, you know, some kind of pampered person who gets to drive one of these real fancy cars that, you know, 
looks like a jet plane on the inside, all this computer stuff. Whichever it is, we all need the same thing. We all need some kind of energy and power for us to move through life. And so this message is for every one of us. Whatever you see yourself as, whatever kind of car or vehicle, whatever kind of condition you feel that you are in right now, what you really need is more energy. That's what we need. We need more power. That's what we need. We're living in a world right now that everybody describes as a global disruptive world. Global disruptive world. There have been more concepts of change in the last 36 months than in the last 60 years. I just sat through a session with Barna Research. And this person who was speaking and sharing this session was speaking as a VP on the team at Barna Research. And Barna Research has their thumb and pulse on the world about churches and about change. And uh, this person who was representing Barna Research said, in, in most its instances, it takes about 60 years for new concepts to be adopted by uh, in the world everywhere it takes about 60 years but coming out of the pandemic what we've witnessed for the first time is dramatic disruptive change across the board and around the world globally and it happened in about 36 months and it's made all of us a bit uneasy say uneasy mm-hmm 38% of all ministers tried to quit. Almost 40% of all ministers serving on church staffs in America and around the world were ready to throw in the towel coming out of COVID the last 36 months, 40%. So those who are the shepherds of the sheep, they weren't in very good shape themselves. And those who were the sheep probably weren't doing much better either. And so we're living in a period of our world uh, where whether you're a beat-up Jeep or pickup truck or got fingers all, you know, kicked in, fenders all kicked in, or whether you're driving some kind of expensive elite vehicle and have a lot of money in the bank, we all need the same thing. We need to find some kind of power to energize us in our disruptive world that we live in today. So let's talk about energy and let's talk about power and let's look at Ephesians 3. And I'll read through this as quick as I can. And... Uh, I hope you'll read it with me. Matter of fact, let me just read the whole prayer. Paul gives us two prayers in the book of Ephesians. And the first prayer was in chapter 1. And in chapter 1, he prayed that our eyes might be opened and that we might have a larger view, a better understanding, and enlightenment of how big God is. And so I talked about that for the last couple of weeks. If you've got a weenie God, you're in trouble. God is way bigger than that. So Paul prayed that prayer for new Christians and people trying to follow Jesus, that your eyes might be opened wider, that you might really see how big God is and that God really can change anything. Whatever your problem is today, whatever has caused you to be stuck and you're out of gas, your tank is on empty, you're running on fumes. You have no power left to do whatever it is that you like to do. 
Paul prays that first prayer and he says, I'm praying for you that you might uh, have your eyes opened wider and you might understand that God really is bigger than whatever your problem is and that he can do anything. He prays in chapter 3, the prayer that we're going to look at today. He prays for us that we might understand how to have courage and confidence and more energy and more power. He's praying for us to have power. So let me read the whole prayer, and then I'm, I'm going to pull it apart a little bit and let you see the three takeaways. Here's the prayer. When I think of all of this, the world that we're living in, I fall to my knees, and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. So the Apostle Paul begins to pray for you and I, and he says, whatever your problem today, sobriety, bankruptcy, homelessness, truthfulness, skepticism, negativity, when I think of all the things that have disrupted our world, what has happened to my world? What's happened? That's what we're thinking. All of us are in this together. The whole planet is in this together. The last 36 months, more changes in concepts than in the last 60 years. And we're all a bit concerned about what's coming next. What do you do when you don't have any power or any energy? Any energy? What do we do? We pray. Paul says, I'm going to pray for you. I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Empower you, refuel you, recharge you, re-energize you, plug into God and his word and his Holy Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you in spite of whatever you're struggling with. And keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand. My brain is messing with me. My thoughts are messing with me. My head is messing with me. You need power. You're out of gas. You're running on fumes. You're not acting the way you need to act. You're not behaving the way you would normally behave. Your world's been disrupted by something that you did not see coming. It happened to you, and now you don't know what to do. And so what can I do? You need God's power. You need energy. Paul's praying for us. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. You're not a lost ball in the weeds. No one is ever too far gone. And it is never too late. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. 
glory to him and the church and in Christ Jesus, glory to God through all generations forever and ever. And everybody said, and everybody said, yeah, you better say amen. That's the prayer. He's praying for the first century church and he's praying for the modern church today that's gathering here right now and around the globe, around the planet and all kinds of different places. Churches that speak different languages. People have black faces, Asian people, European people, Chinese people, all kinds of people all need the same thing. We're all like cars. Whether you're some kind of beat up jalopy or whether you're some kind of high end expensive EV vehicle it costs thousands of dollars. We all need power and energy to move. Or you're just sitting in your car listening to the radio. You're stuck. So what is it? Who has it? How do I get it? Here we go. What's power look like? Let's read it again. Let me break this down. You can fill in the boxes. I pray, Paul prays this prayer I just read, out of God's glorious riches that he may strengthen all of us, you and me, everyone, through his strength, His power, power through His Spirit in your inner being, deeper inside, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So Paul's praying the second prayer in the book of Ephesians. He's praying that our eyes get wider and that our courage and strength gets bigger. Say bigger. So whether you're in middle school right now or whether you're in junior high school or whether you're in college or you're married or single or divorced or you're trying to stay sober or you're trying to stop drinking or smoking or cursing or cussing or arguing or fussing or fighting, whatever it is that you're trying to struggle with, Paul's praying a prayer that we find the strength that we need, the power that we need that's not within ourselves but is somewhere that God gives us deep inside us that we can get our engine moving again. And that's what the goal is, following these practices that we trust God more, believe God more, follow God more. Instead of looking for the Velcro straps for your shoes, I want the short version. I want the easy version. I don't want to take the time to learn how to tie my shoelaces. Just give me Velcro. You guys are looking for the Velcro God. You want the quick and easy fix. I want it now. I want better now. I want sobriety now. I want money now. I want a job now. I want an apartment and a home now. You're looking for Velcro God. He's not giving that. But he is giving you power and energy to get where you want to go and move you on down the highway. Do it his way, not your way, do it his way. And that's what he's praying about. He's not praying for us to all be successful. He's not praying for us to all get what we want. He's praying for us to get what we need. What do you need? You need God's power. You need his energy. Say amen. amen. Yeah, you're with me. The word power in the Bible appears 276 times. There's all kinds of Greek words, at least three, that speak about God's power, God's miraculous power, God's authoritative power, and God's mighty power. I'm not going to read the Greek words. I'm just going to tell you there's three Greek words. I've got them written in my notes. It's not going to matter to you. I'm just going to tell you that you need all three kinds of power that's in the Bible. You need miraculous kind of power. Man, I need a miracle. I am sinking fast. I don't have much patience left. I'm not sure I can take this anymore. I'm not sure that I can say no any longer. 
reaching anybody yet? Amen. Yeah, preach on, brother. We need a black church. I need a little feedback here. I need to have some amens and hallelujahs in the room. So come on, guys. Tell me if we're finding out what we're talking about. You're just a car. Some of you are shiny and brand new and cost a lot of money, and others of you got beat up by the world, and, man, you're a mess. But we all need the same thing. We need this power and energy. And so power is in the Bible. What is it? It's this miraculous power of God. It's this authoritative power of God. It's this power that comes from God where you can speak to the devil and say, Devil, get off my porch. You're not welcome here. You don't like what's going on in your life? Well, guess who's stirring up that, that mess that you're having right now? It, it's not God. It is the other guy. So you have this authoritative power in Jesus' name who can raise the dead. Tell him to get away from you. Get away from your kids. Get off your porch. Get out of your house. Get out of your life in Jesus' name. Say amen. You have that kind of power. What are you thinking? You're not some mouse. God's not some kind of weenie God. You don't have to be grumpy and sad and sorry all your life. You tell, you tell the bad guy. You tell the other guy, get off my porch and away from me. In Jesus' name. And he moves. In Jesus' name. You need that. We all need that. We need his miraculous, authoritative, mighty power, which means it's intense. You don't need just a little bit of wiggle, wiggle. You need a whole bunch of boom is what you really need. You need that kind of power, this kind of miraculous, authoritative, mighty power, intensity power. You need like a nuclear explosion. Basic training, Fort Leonard Wood. The guy that was in front of me, it's the, it's the part of basic training Jerry, where we have to throw a live grenade. It, you know, you have these dummy grenades where you practice. It was the day we threw a live grenade. The dummy dropped the live grenade. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I was behind them, and the drill sergeant was in the bunker with him, and they all were diving for... They escaped, but they made a lot of racket and made a lot of noise, and that boy was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> You need, you, need, you need dynamite. You need dunamis, dynamite kind of power. Greek word dunamis from where we get dynamite. You need intense, explosive, authoritative, miraculous kind of power. Philippians chapter 3 says, I want to know Christ and the power, the dunamis, dynamite in the English, raised from the dead kind of power of his resurrection. You need big power, not little weenie kind of power, wussy kind of power that we walk around like broken people, sorry people. Sad people. You can't do better than that because God is in you. Power. What is it? What's it like? Verse 16, this real power, God's power is not measured by our public image, not measured by how famous and wealthy you are or what kind of car you drive, whether you're a power broker, whether you live in a big house or a little house. God's power is different. It's this power, this miraculous, this authoritative, this kind of power that I just described to you. That, that God is able to do this intense, mighty thing in your life, that no matter what's happened in your life, you're not pushing the panic button. Quit pushing the panic button. Quit dropping the grenade in the bunker with you and God. Quit doing that. Amen? No wonder your house blew up. No wonder your family blew up. No wonder your you pushed the panic button. You got this power of God, and you panic, and you're anxious, and you drop it in the wrong place, and it just... It makes everything a mess. 
trust God more, believe God more. It's not so easy to do, but it is doable. Don't go crazy. Life is different full speed, isn't it? It is different. Life is real different at full speed. We stumble and we bump into things. My friend was telling me this morning they used to drive a big KW, a big truck, in New York City. Big KW with that big front end out there you can't see in front of you. can't see what's down on the ground in front of you and had a Corvette pulled in front of him. He didn't see him. He couldn't see that he was in front of him. And they were just in traffic and heavy traffic, and he was just lugging his big KW, his big tractor and trailer just a little bit at a time. But he come to find out he was pushing the Corvette in front of him. You couldn't see. There was a Corvette in front of him. Pushing it. Until a guy got out and said, hey, you're pushing me. I got people in this car with me. He said, hey, I couldn't see you. I didn't see you anywhere. And, and he apologized. and says, I'll never do that again. I, I didn't realize. He says, get in the seat and take a look for yourself. He says, I, 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 got, I got it. I get it. I understand now. You couldn't see me. When you're flying along life so fast, it's hard to reason with you. You can go on 80 mile an hour. Ain't no drug doctor, preacher doctor, doctor doctor. Ain't nobody going to help you. You're going too fast. 80 mile an hour. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm asking you to do. Slow down and see what God is doing. And trust God more. Believe God more. And this power is available to us. When life blows up, don't panic. Don't wig out and freak out and be go, you know become a crazy person driving too fast in the fast lane trust God more that's real strength who has it let's look at that let's look at that look at verse 17 who has that kind of power verse 17 and I pray that you being rooted and established we just talked about what it is power this miraculous authoritative kind of power can do anything who has it I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power, God's power, together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. When do you need that kind of love? That kind of deep, wide, tall, high. When do you need that kind of love? The love of Christ. When do you need it most? What is it that, what is it that, takes most of your energy these days. What is that? That's taking most of your energy. It's leaving your fuel tank on fumes, barely anything left for you and others or God. What is that? If you've been hurt in a relationship, if you've been betrayed in a relationship, if you're still hurting in a relationship, it doesn't feel like love. So we have to tell our brain, which is trying to trick us, even though our heart is broken, that it's going to be okay because of God's love. When relationships fall apart, when people fall apart. I pray, he says, well, who has this kind of power? People whose life is falling apart. 
we live in a disruptive world and our world is falling apart and they're all pushing the panic button. We need Jesus and we need his power and we need God's love that we might not follow the pattern of this world. Verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That you get your tanks topped off. I hope you get your tank topped off today before you have to go back outside and go to work and deal with the devil because he's there. He's not far away. You've got to remember who you are, what you have, God's power. Say amen. amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philippians 4.13. How many of you been in the boys' bathroom at Journey Church? Raise your hand. I want to see all you girls. Some of you girls have been there because come on now. We ain't got but two bathrooms. Some days you got to go in there. I'm not ashamed to say that. Come on now. Some of you, you got to go. You know what's on the wall? Anybody know what's on the wall in the boys' bathroom? I can do everything. Say everything. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Well, read it. While you're in there doing business, just read it. Come on now. I don't care. Where else can I put it? Seriously. Who has this kind of power? Those who have God and Jesus as their Savior, and they are topped off. They've topped off their tank. I can do everything. You mean everything? Everything. After our conversion and our surrender to Christ, at our baptism, we are promised this newfound God power. Romans chapter 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Will my broken marriage, my messed up marriage, will my, my, will my heartache and my trouble, will my grief, will my sadness, I lost my loved one, shall anything, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness, I'm broke, I'm sleeping in the car or danger or sword, no, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him, through Jesus who still loves us. Amen? Man, if you ever needed a message like this, you need it today because we live in a disruptive world and, and your life is disrupted already. Your schedule, your, your livelihood, you guys are not sleeping well. You're not eating well. You're not thinking well. So instead of panic, instead of being anxious... Trust God more, believe God more, follow God more. I need that kind of power. Say amen. Because yeah. I'm pulled over to the side and people are passing me and I don't have any gas. I don't have anything in the tank. I, sorry, I wish I could help you, buddy, but I'm out of gas too. All of us are exhausted. Your kids are exhausted. Your middle schoolers are exhausted. Your college students are, we're all exhausted from life. So we need some energy. Where do I get it? We're reading about it. Paul prayed for that. It is possible. There is power in the blood. Would you or evil? A victory win. There's wonder-working power in the blood. We sung about it. Hymn book number 191. Will you turn there with me now? We don't have hymn books anymore, but maybe we ought to sing it. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Come on now. It's still true. It is the truth, guys. And that's what we need. Who has it? Those who have a relationship with God. So how come I feel like a little mouse? Why don't I feel like a conqueror? That's a good question. I have a Jesus relationship. Why is it that I'm running on fumes? That's a good question. You leak. <laughs> that's the best answer. God tops you off. Your tank is topped off. Wow, that was a good 
That was a good music set. I love the drum part. I love the drum solo. Wow, that was a great music set. And I love that preacher's story. And wow, that was, I'm really filled up to the brim now. I'm ready to go. And then you start leaking all the way to the door. And before you know it, somebody doesn't want to get in the car. Get in the car. I don't want to get in the car. You know? Little guys. Or big guys, I don't know, big guys maybe. I hope not, but you know what I'm saying? Amen, we leak. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens, and that's what happens to us because we're just people like cars, and they need maintenance, and you need maintenance. We all do. Wham, smacks us hard. We have a power outage. We need a little help. Jot this down. Statistically, younger people experience a greater measure of God's power. Younger people believe statistically. Might have to adjust that if you really look at the statistics the last 36 months. The millennial Gen Z age group is the most anxious, stressed out group of people in history, research says. Your middle schooler, junior high, high school student, age 10 to 24, the second leading cause of death is suicide. The veterans at an alarming rate are taking their lives. Anxiety. Since the last 36 months, this global disruption of concepts and ideas in the world. Help your children... Help them understand power is not limited by age. They need power too. You think you need power? They do too. Your kids need power, God's power. You need it. They need energy as well. Help your grandchildren and children find God's power. Those who consistently every day surrender ownership of their life to God have promised this power and more of it, even when we leak. Help your kids see this. Help them get in small group. Help them get in Brian's small group. He's trying to get something started on Sundays. He's trying to get something started on Thursdays. Your kids need that, guys. Your kids need that. They need that power in their life, too. You can tell them all about grades. You can tell them all about college. You can tell them all about their friends. You can preach a sermon to them, and I've done the same thing. But what they really need is God's power in their life to make their own decisions to be wise, and they need a coach. They need a little help. They need a mentor. They need a guide. Brian and Bridget, great mentors for young adults. Others of you in this room are playing that role with your own children and grandchildren. We all need that power. Consistently able to surrender to God. How do I get this power in my life? That's number three. I'll wrap this up. Verse 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, Yep, then we ask or imagine, just start wherever you are. If you're sober today, that's a good day. If you're in a good mood today, that's a good day. Start with what you have today. Two fish and five loaves, God will feed 5,000. God will do a lot, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power. Throw the switch that is at work within us who follow God through Jesus. To him be glory in the church 
we're going to make God look good. We're a miracle. We're a walking miracle. Our marriage is a miracle that we survived. We're going to give glory to God. And in Christ Jesus throughout generations forever and ever. And everybody said, amen. That's better. Stella got her groove. There you go. Stella got her groove again. You sound so much stronger, so much better. I'm happy for you, Journey Church, and you guys online. I hope you found Stella got her groove and that you have more power because we talked about it today, and we're going to pray about it. What's so hot about God? God's power is available to everybody, young and old, brand new to the church or I've been here for a long time it is unmeasurable unimaginable kind of power you can plug into this kind of power source it will energize you and it will move you down the highway of life farther than you could ever imagine God's power is dependent upon people write this down here's the last one who pray say pray the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be a praying person who would rather be better, a lot better. God will help you with that. Let me show you something before we take communion. You guys who are going to help us with communion, go ahead and go back there to the table. <clears throat> Connie and I were, uh, as I said earlier, we were, we were in this ballroom with 1,600 other church leaders and staff in Nashville for three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Kyle Eidelman, who is at Southeast Christian Church and has written a book, When What You're Doing Doesn't Work Anymore. I suggest you get his book. I've got it on my shelf if you want to borrow it. When What You're Doing Doesn't Work Any Longer. Kyle is a minister at Southeast Christian Church that has about 30,000 people and he had to go see a therapist because he was being phony and he was pretending that he could do it in his own power. And all of his friends said, there's something wrong with you. You need to go get some help. And he denied it. He was in denial until he couldn't any longer. And he's written a book about it and now he's speaking about it and he was pretty emotional even speaking. It's been a year ago since this happened and he's still in counseling. And uh, at the end of his message, he started talking about how prayer became something vital for his recovery. And he said, their staff meetings at their church at Southeast every Thursday, they have one of these. And they had placed 1,600 of these, I guess. I didn't count them all, but there were a lot of them <laughs> in every chair. And it's a kneeling pad. And the theme was into the wild, into the wild, disruptive world that we're living in. That's the theme of the conference. But he asked them to make these little foamy kneeling pads for his conclusion. And he said that every Thursday in their office, they get in this position, chair in front of them. And he said, if you are able to bend over, would you do that now? I'll be honest with you, it was kind of awkward, you know, to be an adult person in a room, 1,600 other people, and you don't really know them all. And this guy asked you to get on your knees and kneel and pray that God would deliver us.
I'm going to pray for communion on my knees. If you'd like to get on your knees and turn around, then get up and turn around if you can turn around. If you can't, stay in your seat. Let's pray. God, I'm humbled standing in front of these people that are in this room. They didn't know I was going to do this. And it was a bit awkward to do this in Nashville, and it's probably a bit awkward every time that we humble ourselves before you and say, I'm not in charge, I'm not the boss, I am broken, I'm a failure, I'm a loser, I've made mistakes, I'm a sinner is what I really am, God. And you know that already, but you love me anyway, and because of Jesus, I need mercy, grace, and forgiveness, and I need it all over again. So I come again, God, in front of these people, and it's camera just now, that's watching us, this, this live stream, whoever's on the other end of this, maybe they're kneeling too, and maybe they feel just as broken and phony at times in their own personal life and say, hey, I just need to be honest. I need to come clean and be honest and say whether I'm the preacher or I'm just a mom or a grandma that I'm not who I really need to be yet. I'm not there. I'm not finished. Will you help me get polished up a bit, God? We have us, all of us in this room and all of us online and all of us in the world in our disruptive world, we need your help. We need your power and energy. May we, as we take communion just now, may we all believe that something's about to happen. God, one of the speakers said that you can't do anything with us in the world until you do something to us inside. I believe that. Until something happens inside us, we are really of no use to you to do other things outside of us. So may you change us right now before we take communion, before we take the juice that represents Jesus' blood, his sacrifice, and the bread that represents his body on the cross. May you do something inside us and may we repent. Don't try to get even. Don't look for revenge. Don't try to get any kind of tit for tat. Don't try to, may we just say, I am a broken sinner myself and not worry about the world or the neighbor next to me or the person next door may we just admit who we are whether we're banged up old cars and trucks or we're some kind of polished up electric vehicle that costs thousands of dollars we're all the same we're all just like trucks and cars we're just people we need you and your power and energy and now we need your forgiveness will you give us forgiveness because of jesus in his name amen Pass those. Take the bread.
before we take the cup that represents his blood, there is a there is a campaign in the world called He Gets Us that has been started by lots of church leaders that's going around the world right now. It has video, short videos talking about our anger, talking about our need for healing. They were at the Super Bowl this year. They're in New York City on billboards. They're on buses and trucks. It's everywhere. If you see if you see anything that says he gets us.com, you should check it out. You should check it out. God understands us better than we understand ourselves. Everybody who's about to take this has a tragic story they could tell. All of you, all of us have a tragic story right now. Everybody watching online, you have a tragic story in your life of happened. God gets us. He understands us. He knows why we're the way we are. He knows why we're the shape that we are. He gets us and loves us anyway. He knows about our tragic story. He knows what's happened to you. Maybe nobody else on the planet does, but God does. He knows. And he's waiting for you to become the miracle and think forward and not look into the past. Your story doesn't have to be tragic anymore. You're given a brand new story in your book of life with this cup today. It's clean. Everybody said, amen. Drop your cup in the basket. These guys are going to come down in front of you there with a little basket. Put your offering in the plate. And if you want to help us with getting cereal boxes, put some money in that tide jug over there. We'll buy more cereal. Try to give it away. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, online. Let us know how we can help you, support you, be a part of your life, too. Thank you for joining us. If you are there right now, thank you for joining us. You guys are in the room. You guys, too. We're going to sing another song. If you need a prayer before you go home, just come on down the hallway. We'll say a prayer.